This is the stinking truth. You were talking about quarterback receiver combinations, Jalen Hurts and, and uh, A.J. Brown. A reminder, Dak Prescott to C.D. Lamb is pretty good. Yeah. As that was on display, Dak uh, went uh, great numbers, 25 of 31, 300 yards, four touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. That's one of those performances, right, where, man, Dallas, the Cowboys, these are the kind of performances where you can dream big if you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah. What they're capable of. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're an interesting team to me because – just when you think they're not going to show up and play well, I mean, they they, they put it on the Rams. Then, now, there's part of me that looks at the Rams and says, okay, wait, now, what, what, like, what's happened to the Rams? And there's two things that happen to coaches in this league, in my mind. They lose, like, their ability to dominate line of scrimmage. Like, they, they spend all their money outside the numbers, you know, with receivers and everything else, and they lose their ability to dominate line of scrimmage. And then they realize they can't actually block guys and, and they can't actually protect their quarterback. And the next thing you know, they become very average or they lose their quarterback. Like, you look at, you know, the Oda McVay, all the guys that were coaching out of the Oda McVay. How good was uh, Zach Taylor when, when Joe Burrow was hurt? How good has uh, has Matt Lafleur been now that Aaron Rodgers is gone? How good has Sean McVay been since you know you lost you lost Whitworth and you lost a couple of your other offensive linemen and you really haven't been able to dominate in the running game like you used to? Like you know, you always say it and it's one hundred percent true. Um, how good is the greatest coach in NFL history been without Tom Brady? <laughs> To me, you know that math symbol, greater than, yeah. less than? Yeah. Whenever you have the debate about, or the combination of the great coach and the great quarterback, mm-hmm. it's always, to me, quarterback, greater. Right, right. Quarterback, they, always. Quarterback's always greater than the coach. So the, the, the Pac-Man, Pac-Man mouth eats the quarterback because he's greater than. Correct. He's more delicious. Yes. So you want the, the mouth goes to the thing that's most delicious, that's Correct. greater. Correct. I would rather eat this than that. Correct. Okay. So there we have it. We've solved life's little problems with the uh, with the greater than sign. Yeah, I feel bad for Kirk Cousins. God. That stinks. That stinks. You know Here's the guy, a guy has never missed a game due to injury? He was having, I think, a career year. You is... He was, and he was set to be a free agent. He was awesome. He's playing great. And all of a sudden, Minnesota, you know, big win against San Francisco on, what, Monday night? And now, you know, going to Green Bay and putting it on. And like, they, they were really rolling with Kirk. And, uh, yeah, they felt like it felt like they were riding the ship. Like, they were getting their stuff together. And, like, Minnesota was going to make a run, maybe even a run at Detroit. And now, I, I don't even... I call games for a living. I don't know who their backup is. Do you know who their backup is? Well, uh, Kevin O'Connell is not. He hasn't committed to anybody yet. Was that is that gamesmanship or or does he not know who their backup is either? <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay. No. <laughs> All right, because I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know. Like, he's like, I don't know the guy. Never met him. We're not, we don't allow him in the quarterback meetings. Who who is it? Now I'm all. Now no, I'm it's, all. Uh, it's uh, Jalen uh, Jaron Hall. Your good old Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall from BYU. Oh, okay. But he didn't commit to 
Jaron Hall. He didn't commit? No. Okay. Well, he was three for four, so he's got to be good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins was putting it together. Another 23 of 31, 274 and two TDs. And then pop goes the weasel and the weasel goes pop. Will this hurt his free agent? Uh, not availability, I guess. Uh, his free agent attractiveness. Like, Will will teams look at him and say he's damaged goods or, you know, because he's coming off the Achilles and he's up there in age now? Or will they look and say, hey, he rehabbed mm, it properly. Yeah. He'll come I, back stronger than ever. I and all I know is he was playing really good football before he got hurt. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna hurt him that much. And I think the other thing that you gotta look at is you see Aaron Rodgers throwing before the game. I mean, how many months is he out? A couple of months. Yeah. So you go directly to the guy who operated on Aaron's thing. You do that flip de doop deep thing where they loop it around there and, uh-huh. you know, stretch the egg. Is that what they do? Yeah. In they, your expert medical Yeah, opinion? so they sew it in there like this. And it goes just like this. It goes. And then it's fixed. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, so it takes no time at all to heal. Um so it's like go in to, one of those corsets that uh, right Victorian women used right. to wear. Just cinch it really right. tight and get those. Yes, yes, it's like uh, it's like Spanx. It is like Spanx <laughs> for your Achilles. Uh, you just soak it in and it sucks it all up, and then you're like, man, she is fine. And then she takes her stuff off, and you're like, ah, right. Um, that's not. I mean. Put the corset back on. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Can you leave that stuff on, please? <laughs> I've been sold a bad bill of goods. Um, anyhow, so I, I mean, I mean, um, yeah. I don't think it really. I don't think it really hurts. I mean, obviously, it hurts the Vikings yeah. because I thought they were really starting to play well. They and, might have climbed out of that zero and three hole, right, and, and gone to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They may have. Did the Jets get away with one? It yes. sure looks like they got away with it. Yes. If the whole idea, we learned this with the Cowboys, uh, that you, you just can't run up and give the ball to the center and snap the ball, that it has to go through the official. The official has to has set, to the, set ball. the ball. That's what I, that's what I, was, that's what I was led Boy, to understand. They under- played fast and loose with that yesterday. It looked like the center sna- centered the ball, and the ref ran up and kind of you know touched it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, put like, his blessing on it. Right, uh, papal blessing. <laughs> Uh, now you can snap it. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think that clock should have ran out. Zero. Yeah. Should have hit zero. Yeah, they got lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way it goes, right? So, um, that's like, you know, I said on my broadcast yesterday, I said, hey, listen, it's, if they don't call, it's not a foul. <laughs> Which I'm sure it's probably why, uh, was it against Phil? Was it the Phil? That's maybe why I got a lot of hate mail from the, uh, Eagle fans. During that game, did you during the game? Well, like, like, yeah, like tweets and stuff, you know. At, during the game, they're coming after you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they don't. They, but this Philly, Philly people in Philly are miserable anyhow. Like that's what they do. Like, I appreciate Philly. I, I like Philly fans because they are like, they're they're seven and one, and everything with their organization's wrong right now. Well, they're a little bitter coming off the whole Phillies debacle. I understand so that. I understand that. Just, but your football team, go Burts, is this seven and one? Like, but you're seven and one, and it, it, I mean, I, I, I for 
for like Philly fan is like this for every cloud they can find the feces lining like they they just like there's a cloud I wonder what the crap lining is in that thing. Well, like, it's because it's Super Bowl or bust. If they do not win a Super Bowl, the season's a failure. Yeah. So that's the only way they can look at their football team. Are, are, is what they're watching Super Bowl winning material based upon what you've watched all season long? What do you say? Absolutely, right? Absolutely. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Where are they in the league? Based on Kansas City's loss, are they the best team in the league? Yeah, they're the best team in the league right now, yeah. And think about it. Brand new defensive coordinator, brand new offensive coordinator. They've got all kinds of different things that that they are working on. They're a work in progress. Their numbers offensively are identical just about the last year except for turnovers. They've turned the ball over a bunch. And yet they still find themselves 7-1. and one. Yeah, I think they're the best team in football. Trade deadline coming up. Yes. Boy, we spend <laughs> countless hours, uh, all, all kinds of time and energy and articles and uh, debates about the trade deadline. And then it usually ends up being kind of anticlimactic. Do you expect this to be... There's, I mean, there's always a Different. few. There's always a few trades here and there, but I, I think, you know, from a football perspective, it's really hard to to make a trade, right? And then look at like look at that trade. How impactful is that trade? And I think the other thing from a team standpoint is like, all right, if we trade a guy now. What's the value? What's the market value of trading a guy now during the season versus the market value of trading a guy in the offseason? And I think this is where teams really struggle with trading in season. Because when you trade in season, everybody seems to covet their draft picks a lot more in season. There's there's like this this free and loose feel in the offseason. Like it's a wild west, but right now... Everything is is super tight. So you look at a guy like Kevin Byard, who just got traded to Philadelphia. Like, they traded a player. Philly traded a player they didn't want in Edmonds. Here you go. You can have him because, like, he, he hasn't been great. And then a fifth and sixth rounder for a guy who's an all-pro type player in Byard. So if that's the market, and then I, I think the, it comes down to this, Mike, is when you get into the offseason before the draft, 31 teams are available to trade with. Right now, there's only a handful of teams that are looking to bolster a, a certain part of their roster, you know, the potential playoff team. So you limit you limit the number of teams that be, can become, you know, players in that. So with without multiple teams bidding, there's there's no escalating or no driving up the value and what you're going to get in return for that player. So I think that's one of the reasons that usually it feels kind of anti-climatic. Well, we'll see what deals go down and be able to react to them later in the week.